It is Friday, December 17th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the Week 15 DraftKings Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaaf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at fansharesports.com. Jared, we talked last week about it being a tough scoring slate, and this week looks similarly tough. We've got just one game on the entire Week 15 NFL slate that has an over-under 50-plus points, and it happened last night. So that one's gone. <laughs> There's only one other game as high as 47.5. The main slate misses the Bucks on Sunday night against the Saints, which is the second-highest implied team total behind the Chiefs for the week. The fifth-highest implied team total remaining on the main slate belongs to the Eagles and we don't even know who their quarterback's going to be yet yeah and of course you know we have all the COVID issues which I think is the major story of the slate um you know it's Friday morning I, I honestly haven't even started trying to build lineups yet because I just don't think there's a point um you know until we get to Saturday night maybe even Sunday morning just because you know, we don't even know who's going to be playing this this almost has a feel like a week an old week 17 a new week 18 where you know it's just a bunch of backups in there and we don't even know you know again who's going to be active until Sunday morning so um Tough to you know, tough to build at this point, but we'll, we'll do our best to, to work through the slate here. The nice thing, of course, about DFS versus season-long fantasy is that if a guy is out, we're just not using him. We don't have to worry about finding a replacement. So you build all your lineups, you get things ready, and if you have to make changes, then uh, that's what we'll do. But we'll go through the players that we think are available at this point. We'll start at quarterback for cash as usual. Jared, what do you like? I'm going to give one expensive guy and one cheap guy here because, again, I think you can go both directions and it's going to depend on who's available on Sunday. But up, up top, I think Kyler Murray at $7,900. Um, you know, no DeAndre Hopkins obviously hurts, but still has plenty of weapons. Um, you know, gets the Lions. Talked about those implied totals. The Cardinals easily have the highest implied total on the slate at 30.25 points. And with Kyler, too, that the rushing has come back. 59 and 61 rushing yards over his last two games. Those are his two highest rushing totals of the season. So, you know, Kyler's obviously a strong play on the cheap end. I'm going to go Jimmy Garoppolo at $5,800. Um, San Francisco's uh, implied total 27.75 points. That's the second highest on the main slate. Garoppolo has been solid. He's been at least a, a nice floor play for a while now. He has 15.6 or more DraftKings points in six of his last seven games. It looks like we're not going to have Elijah Mitchell again for the 49ers, which, you know, might push them a bit more, Towards the past, you know, Jeff Wilson's kind of struggled as their lead back. And Garoppolo gets Atlanta, who is dead last in adjusted points allowed quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I like Jimmy G this week. I like betting on the San Francisco passing game if Eli Mitchell is out rather than going to the next 49ers running back. It certainly worked last week. And as you mentioned, Garoppolo has been good lately. I think Tua Tonga-Vailoa is an option in the same range they're separated by just a hundred dollars in salary good matchups for both they're only six tenths of a point apart in our projections we have garoppolo as the higher floor Tua for the higher ceiling i think they both look pretty similar on ceiling this week they're both in great spots both have easy stacking options well and both sub 6k which of course is what i'm looking for in a cash quarterback so i can fit things elsewhere if Jalen Hurts doesn't play for the Eagles this week, and we'll see what the Friday status says for him, we might have to wait until Sunday to find out too. But if he doesn't play, you might just see a new 5K quarterback spring to the top of our dollars per point projections because Gardner Minshew, only 5,200 bucks, 
on DraftKings this week, scored about 18.8 DK points against the Jets his last time out. That would still be 3x value even on his elevated salary this week. It was 4K last time he was starting. It's up, but still, but just to 5,200, so he'd still be a value. Yeah, I would imagine we'd have him projected right around Garoppolo and Tua, maybe slightly below them. But like you said, he's cheaper uh, than Jimmy G and Tua. So yeah, Mintru might pop as our top value if, if Hertz is ruled out. On the GVP side, I think both Garoppolo and Tua are in consideration here. Again, mostly for the salary savings and the stacking options that we talked about. Dak Prescott is probably my next favorite pick here. $6,500 salary for him. It's his lowest level since week one. It's 1,400 short of Kyler, 1,000 short of Aaron Rodgers, 500 less than Matthew Stafford. Three bad outings among the past four. That's why Dak is not even close to cash consideration for me. Um, three games of less than 12 and a half DK points in that range. He's also topped 25 DK points two of the past five weeks against the Falcons and the Raiders. Has an attractive set of stacking options as always. And at different levels too. CeeDee Lamb, 7,400. Amari Cooper, 64. Michael Gallup, 55. Dalton Schultz, 49. Would probably be a guy that doesn't really enter the mix much for me. I'd focus primarily on those wideouts, but he also gets the giants who are a slightly negative scoring matchup for quarterbacks overall by adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're just 19th though in DK points allowed to quarterbacks. They allow Justin Herbert and Tua to both to each go over 20 fantasy points over the past two weeks. Dak of course topped 25 against the giants way back in week five, different Dak right now than we got back then, but we at least know the ceiling is there when things are going well. Yeah, nice price for Dak there. Um, and, you know, Dallas has a 27.5 point implied total. That's fourth highest on the main slate. You know, it is one of the higher upside offenses on the main slate, I think. So I like that call. I'm going heavy on Aaron Rodgers in tournaments this week. You know, he, he's been, you know, since he had the toe injury, he, he's been awesome. 36.5, 29.3, 32.6 DraftKings points in his last three games. He is priced up at 7,500 bucks. Um, I think that's going to keep his ownership down probably. You know, Kyler Murray's $400 more. Matt Stafford is $500 cheaper. Dak, as we mentioned, is $1,000 cheaper. So I don't think Rodgers will be too highly owned. I love this matchup against Baltimore. Um, you know, secondary, all sorts of injuries at cornerback. Uh, safety, Chuck Clark is on the COVID list now. He's probably going to miss this game. But Baltimore's still been strong against the run. Um, so teams are passing against them. Baltimore's third in situation neutral pass rate against um, and you know, teams are having success passing on Baltimore. They're 27th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. So, you know, Devonta Adams, easy stack with Aaron Rodgers. I double stack him. I think Alan Lazard at $4,000 and Marquez Valdez-Scantling at 4900 are both solid value plays. So I think you go Adams and then one of those cheaper wide receivers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a focal point for me as we get to the fan duel part of things. Uh, over at running back for cash, Jared, it's, it's kind of hard to start out by looking past Antonio Gibson at 6,000 bucks. He's at the top of our DK dollars per point. JD McKissick's out. Or, and I'm sorry, we don't know yet if JD McKissick's out, but it sure doesn't seem like he's going to play with his concussion. Um, we're coming off a disappointing Gibson week last week, but that followed four straight games and 19 plus touches. Three of those found him topping 21 DK points. Eagles have been a slightly positive matchup for running back scoring middle of the league and run defense DVOA. 23rd and overall weighted defensive DVOA. So not a tough matchup overall. I think probably the biggest question for Gibson right now is whether missing all the quarterbacks, because Taylor Heineke just landed on the COVID list, just like halts the entire offense, or if it just even shifts the focus more to him, gives him touches, and he delivers on those touches at least enough to pay off for us at 6K in a cash lineup. This is the this is the grossest running back slate of the season. There's, there's not a single running back I am like – happy to play in cash. 
I, I, I do think Gibson is the starting point just because of the volume. I mean, he might see even more volume because of Washington's quarterback situation. But yeah, I, I, it's tough to get excited about that offense if it's going to be, you know, Kyle Allen or whoever the hell it's going to be a quarterback for them. So yeah, I, I'm probably starting with Gibson and Cash. Chase, Chase Edmonds is coming in as a strong value for us. I mean, we don't even know if he's going to play for sure yet. We don't know if James Conner is going to play yet for Arizona. So question marks there still, but you know, the Lions matchup again, Arizona has easily the highest implied total on the slate. So I'm going to consider Chase Edmonds at $5,100. Um, I also think Michael Carter is in play just because of the price tag, $4,700. Um, you know, he averaged 13 carries in his last six healthy games, 6.2 targets across those games. I'm not really you know expecting that on Sunday because a lot of that came from Mike White. But Carter averaged 2.8 targets in the first five games of the season with Zach Wilson. So if, you know, if you give me 13 carries and three targets for a running back at $4,700, I think he's in play for cash. And the, the last kind of situation to monitor, I think is Denver's running backs. You know, Melvin Gordon's dealing with a thumb injury. He's been limited in practice so far this week. He's going to play. Um, it sounds like Javante Williams dealing with a knee injury and did not practice on Thursday. Um, so, you know, if Javante Williams is out, I think Melvin Gordon becomes the best running back play at $5,900. I agree with Melvin Gordon. If Javante Williams is out, if they're both in, it's actually not even all that attractive a matchup at this point. I'm not saying Cincinnati is a team to bench running backs against, but if we're looking at guys who already have volume questions and are also dealing with injuries, Cincinnati has tightened against the run against the run lately. They've actually only had three running backs all season reach 80 yards against them. Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, actually just two. Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, the only two that have reached 80 rushing yards against the Bengals all season. They've been adjusting to play the run more lately, playing three defensive tackles at a time with Sam Hubbard taking Trey Hendrickson off the field and running situations lately. So, you know, some risk there to playing the Broncos, certainly some upside to playing a team that wants to give those guys as many touches as possible. I think if Daryl Henderson doesn't make it back from the COVID list, Sony Michelle might become the favorite running back here yeah. at 5,800 bucks. Uh, I also think Devonte Freeman is in play 5,500 bucks against green Bay Freeman. We know is going to get touches. So I want to like James Robinson here. And frankly, the things are, are so ugly at running back that I think James Robinson can be in play at 5,400 for cash. I think Freeman edges him because we know that the touches are going his way. 17 plus in four straight games, five plus receptions in three of those past four games, including each time that Tyler Huntley has been the primary quarterback. Green Bay, 13th in DVOA against the pass, 24th against the run. So maybe some further incentive for Baltimore to run it. And Green Bay is probably going to be without defensive tackle Kenny Clark, who is on the COVID list for this one. Yeah, and if it is uh, Huntley at quarterback, you know maybe Baltimore leans on Freeman and, and the you know the running backs a bit more. So he he's in play. You know I I might end up playing James Robinson in cash. I'm I'm definitely playing him in tournaments at 5,400 bucks. Uh, Carlos Hyde was ruled out this morning, so we don't you know have to worry about Robinson losing much to Hyde. I don't think we were going to have to worry about that much anyways. You know uh, interim head coach Daryl Bevel said yesterday, quote James Robinson is our starting running back. He will be played as such. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty uh, com common sense there, but that's not how Urban Meyer was handling things in the backfield. So I think Robinson's going to go back to getting, you know, nice volume and maybe 20 plus touches on Sunday. Um, and he gets Houston, who's 28th in football outsiders run defense, DVOA, uh, 26th in adjusted points allowed to running backs. It must be fun to be in Jaguars headquarters this week. I, I have to imagine it's it's like immediately after the house landed on the witch in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit lighter.
Yeah, I'm definitely playing James Robinson. I, definitely in tournaments. I, he probably will make it into cash consideration as well. I mean, Rashad Penny game last week and Urban Meyer getting fired are really the only two things I think that you need to say in the case for James Robinson. I like the Cardinals running backs better here as options than I do on the cash side. You know, as you said, we'll wait and see. We still have to wait for Chase Edmonds to get officially activated. We have to wait and see what James Conner's status is going to be. He's 6,400. Chase Edmonds is 5,100. I think each can be in play depending on how he's looking heading into, a you know, one of the best matchups in the league against Detroit's defense here. Yeah, definitely. Um, and last guy I have here for tournament consideration, Dante Foreman, uh, $5,200. 13 carries and two targets last week. And none of that came in the fourth quarter. He, he basically got pulled with uh, Tennessee having a, a, a big lead in the fourth. So I think he could, you know, get up 15 plus carries and, and a few targets in this game against the Steelers who have been bad against the run for most of the season. They were very bad against Dalvin Cook and the Vikings running game last Thursday night. So I, I think, um, you know, Foreman's a pretty nice play at 5,200 bucks. As we speak, we might have just gotten another running back option because the Dolphins have activated Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed off of the COVID list. So I don't know what Gaskin's salary on DK is right now, but he's playing the Jets and should be their lead back and certainly has been operating as their lead back when healthy. So I think Gaskin is going to be in consideration across formats on DraftKings now. Gaskin might pop as our top value at the position. I would not be surprised when we update projections after this. He's 5600 bucks. Um, he was 5,700 bucks actually last time he played the Jets a few weeks ago. 18.6 DraftKings points in that game. Uh, he has 16 plus DraftKings in points in three of his last five now. So yeah, I I think uh, I think he's in play for cash, and I'll definitely be using Gaskin in tournaments. So there you go. That's why we usually do this show in the PM because <laughs> as we're speaking, we got our our favorite running back now for DraftKings play in Miles Gaskin 5,600. We'll have those projections updated as soon as we're done recording this. But yeah, it's it just got better for the Dolphins backfield here on to wide receiver for cash. Speaking of the Dolphins, Devonte Parker tops the list yeah. at wide receiver in terms of value, $4,300 against the jets. Jalen Waddle is on the COVID list as of right now, went on it later than the running backs did. So uh, not likely to make it back for the game, but we'll watch to make sure that that's the case. Given the new protocols in place, Parker might seem riskier than you want for a cash lineup. Cause he's only played in six games this season, but the five targets that he got last time out in his return from IR, that's the fewest he's gotten in any game this season. He's had four plus receptions in every single game, no matter which quarterback he's been playing with. He's been over 60 receiving yards in each of the three games that he's played with Tua so far this year. So I think the salary plus whatever else is going on here, I think it it's yeah. easy to fit Devontae Parker. It's easy to like the target upside and it's easy to like what he helps you get into your DK lineup. Yeah, I mean, he's only risky if you are worried about him making it through the game healthy, but he's not not even on the injury report with, with an injury. He got he got Wednesday off for rest, but now he's off the injury report. Um, so, yeah, Parker is the top value. It, it's a studs and duds week at wide receiver. Our top four values in order are Devontae Parker and then Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams at $9,089. And then our fourth best value is Gabe, Gabriel Davis, um, who you know now is going to be a starter for the Bills with Emmanuel Sanders out. Gabe Davis, 37 hundred dollars saw eight targets last week uh, averaged 5.3 targets in the eight games he played at least two-thirds of buffalo's offensive snaps last season so i think that's a you know fair projection five six seven targets for gabriel davis in a good passing game he's a talented player he's a you know big play guy a red zone guy for them so i think um, you know, he's definitely in play for cash and tournaments I think for their respective matchups and situations, I prefer Alan Lazard in a cash lineup at 4K to Gabe Davis at 3,700. 
Um, I, I lean Davis, I guess, I guess just for the savings. I think he might be a slightly better target bet. But yeah, I mean they're they're both there. I guess Davis just for the for the three hundred dollar discount. I do think uh, Van Jefferson fifty six hundred, DK Metcalf sixty two hundred, and AJ Green at forty nine hundred are all in the mix for cash consideration as well. DK Metcalf would not be, but Tyler Lockett's on the COVID list, so DK Metcalf is you know suddenly the center of the passing universe in Seattle. Yes, I'm definitely playing Metcalf. You know, as I said yesterday, he's my new Jamar Chase. I'm going to keep playing him in tournaments until he has a big game. Uh, had a big game against the Rams back in Week Five, ninety eight yards. And a touchdown that came with Tyler Lockett, obviously. Van Jefferson's on my list here for tournaments. Um, he is sixth in expected fantasy points per game among wide receivers over the last four weeks, and he's just $5,600. And, you know, the last four weeks, of course, came with Odell Beckham, who is probably going to miss this game on the COVID list. Uh, my last kind of sneaky play, if, if everyone's on James Robinson, I, I do think he's going to end up being pretty popular. Go to Jacksonville's passing game, Marvin Jones. Uh, he, he has a long history with Daryl Bevel from their time together in Detroit. Well, you know, we'll see if that ends up meaning anything, uh, but the matchup's good here anyways for Marvin Jones. He went for 77 yards and a score on five catches against Houston back in week one. So um, I think he's another guy who, who might get a you know boost with Urban Meyer out of the way. Yeah, of course, Jacksonville loaded up on passing points in that game because they fell way behind Houston, surprisingly, to open the season. So we'll see where things go. We'll see how much of Trevor Lawrence's struggles were related to the QB and how quickly he can turn it around. I think all the guys that we've mentioned so far are certainly in the mix here. I think Christian Kirk is also in the mix on the GPP side. I would favor AJ Green for cash because of the $400 in salary savings. But Christian Kirk might get the better individual matchup in the slot against the Lions. And really, it's just a great spot to play anything Cardinals uh, that you can fit into a lineup. I think on the cheaper end, Albert Wilson is worth a look. 3400 probably not going to be very highly owned. He's seen 47% playing time or more in four straight games. Five, four, six, and eight targets. All that was with Jalen Waddell around. So, I mean... Albert Wilson's been a low yardage guy, but there's target upside at the very least. He's got a better QB, better offense than Braxton Berrios, who sits in the same price range in DK salary. Albert Wilson, at least worth considering for, you know, that that one guy that you don't love, but he gives you the cheap salary to fit something else. Yeah, there's the, there's your, you know, uh, week, week 17 field this week when we're considering Albert Wilson. That's right. Over to tight end, Jared, what are you playing for cash? I think I'm going to go to Gerald Everett here, um, $3,500. Playing time was down a bit last week after, you know, that ugly week 13. Um, you still caught a touchdown, saw just two targets, though. But I, I think no Tyler Lockett this week, is, you know, assuming Lockett's out for Seattle, um, is going to sort of force Everett back into something close to a full-time role. And you remember that he had averaged 6.8 targets over the previous four games. I think, you know, he could get back to that level on Sunday against the Rams. Yeah, he scares me a little bit for cash. So looking at our list, though, three of the top four tight ends in our DK dollars per point projections are 2K players. So the top of the list is guys that you don't want to count on. And the other is Mark Andrews. So he's likely going to be going without his starting QB. I know that that didn't hurt him either of the past two times that it was Tyler Huntley. Certainly still a chance that it does, though. I mean, this is going to be the first time that the opponent has had a week to look at Tyler Huntley and get ready for him. So we'll see what that means. I think you could take a shot on Brevin Jordan if you want one of those 2K tight ends, 11 targets for him over the past two games, three touchdowns in his six appearances this year. I would personally rather go to James O'Shaughnessy at 3,200 if I'm playing that cheap tight end. He's played four full games this year, seen five plus targets in each of them, 
five, six, and six targets in the past three games since Dan Arnold went down. Of course, Arnold went down in that first game, missed the past two. Houston, this week's opponent, fourth most friendly to tight end scoring by our adjusted fantasy points allowed. And O'Shaughnessy hit him up back in that week one game. We talked about six catches, 48 yards in that one. Teammate Chris Manhurts, also a tight end, had the 22-yard touchdown. So Houston was generous to Jacksonville tight ends in that game. Certainly possible that that happens again this week. Yeah, I won't get up to Andrews in cash, but I do like him in tournaments. You know, he'll be he'll probably be the the run back on my Aaron Rodgers teams. You mentioned, you know, Tyler Huntley seems to have an affinity for Mark Andrews and Green Bay is just 23rd in football outsiders tight end coverage rankings. I also like Mike Gesicki for tournaments. He's kind of like in a in a strange pricing range. He's not at the top with Andrews and Kittle, but he's not cheap at five thousand dollars. Um and he, and he has been mostly quiet lately, but I I, I think Gesicki has really as good a shot as any tight end on this main slate to, to lead the way in targets with Jalen Waddle out. You know, Waddle's been seeing like nine targets per game. So it opens up a lot of opportunity for Gesicki. Matchup's obviously good against the Jets. Football Outsiders has them dead last in tight end coverage. I, I, got, a, I got a fun play for tournaments. It's, it's week 15. We're going to get a little weird. I'm going to play some Shane Zilstra at uh, $2,500. He's min-priced. TJ Hawkinson is out for the season. Hawkinson missed last week. And you know, I know like Brock Wright was the people that was the person that some people were playing. Shane, Zil- Shane Zilstra actually led him in pass routes. He ran around on 57% of the pass plays and he was out wide or in the slot for 65% of his snaps. You know, he was playing more wide receiver than tight end. And he was a college wide receiver, went to Minnesota state, uh, put up some big numbers there. Um, I couldn't even find measurables on the guy. Um, but I'm just going to assume he's like a, you know, big time athlete uh, coming in here. So um, Shane Zilstra at 2,500 bucks uh, stone minimum on, on, on DK. Plus you can play Panthers receiver, Brandon Zilstra and stack the Zilstras this week. I'm going to assume oh, yeah. that they're brothers because I think that it would be a they little are. bit weird if we got unrelated Zilstras in the NFL <laughs> who are both receivers. Yeah, yeah they are. I, I believe they're brothers. <laughs> Uh, George Kittle at 7,500 needs to be talked about, even though he's the most expensive guy. It certainly makes sense for Mark Andrews to sit close to Kittle in our projections. Uh, The $1,100 difference in salary makes Andrews sensible as the better value in the list. But if we had a confidence rating, I mean, George Kittle would be clobbering Mark Andrews in that particular category. Nobody outside of Travis Kelsey matches Kittle for ceiling. He showed that the past two weeks with 22 catches, 332 receiving yards, three touchdowns over those two games. The Falcons just 19th in tight end coverage DVOA. It's neutral matchup by adjusted fantasy points allowed. The Niners outside of third and short situations, they've been passing a little bit over expected for the other situations on the field, according to RBSDM over the past two weeks. That, of course, is when they've been dealing with running back uh, injuries. So, you know, a chance that they continue passing more, even if they're controlling this game against Atlanta. And really, you don't have to make a case for betting on George Kittle. The only thing working against him would be if his ownership's really high. And honestly, with what he's done the past two weeks, that only kind of matters at this point. Yeah, I mean, the, the price is kind of working against him too. I mean, that's 7500 bucks, I and mean, he was 5900 bucks just uh, two two weeks ago. Um, so I don't know. I, I probably won't get to Kettle in tournaments, and I'll get crushed again when he puts up 30. There you go. It's at least easier to fit that 7400 without the expensive running back that we feel like we need to put into a lineup. Sure. Yep. I'm going to also throw out, just because I want to see uh, Jared squirm, Tyler Higby, 4000 bucks. Oh, yeah. He's got the best tight end matchup this week in the Seahawks. And I mean, no Odell Beckham that can only help the target count for everybody else. So it's obviously, it's not comfy to play Tyler Higby at this point, but the upside certainly there. Yep. I agree.
<laughs> Over to defense, Jared. What are you playing? So no, no defense price lower than 2,400 bucks this week, which is rare. Now, usually we get the 2,000, $2,100 defenses. And really, there's no cheap defenses I feel good about. So for me in cash, it's either going to be the Bills at 3,100 bucks, you know, home for Carolina. Only the Jets have a, have a lower implied total this week than Carolina's at 17. Um, so like that spot against, you know, whether it's Cam Newton, it's probably going to be Cam Newton and some P.J. Walker. I like Denver, too, if you need to save 200 bucks at $2,900. They're at home for Cincinnati. Cincinnati has a surprisingly low implied total this week. And the Bengals have also allowed the third most sacks, and they are tied for the fourth most interception. So they've actually been a pretty good matchup for opposing defenses. Yeah, I think there are not a whole lot of truly attractive defense options this week. There's lots of upside to the Dolphins at 3700 bucks against the Jets. Uh, Eagles certainly look good at 3500 now that Washington has no quarterbacks left. In the 2K range, if we're dipping down there, which we'd like to if possible, I think my favorite's probably Jacksonville at 2800 against Houston. I mean, it, there's not a whole lot to point to in the Jaguars' defense to like but it could just be a week of all around rejuvenation for Jacksonville. And we've at least already seen a surprisingly good performance against the bills at home from that defense. So we know that it's possible. Most importantly, the salary savings Jaguars actually enter the game as a five point favorite right now. So we're not going to get that kind of situation very often. So I'm going to go ahead and take a shot that they do something. Yeah. I think, uh, the defenses in both on both sides of that game are in play for tournaments. I, I wouldn't get there in cash, but Denver just a um, hundred dollars more. Um, but yeah, in tournaments, I like paying up for Miami at 3,700 and, and then the Cowboys at 3,600. Mike Lennon has been horrible over the past two weeks. And it sounds like we might even see some Jake Fromm on Sunday. <laughs> you know, things are bad for the giants when they're like, is it time that we get Jake Fromm in there to see what he can do? I mean, they didn't even know he existed like four weeks ago. As an Eagles fan, it's not, it doesn't hurt me to see the Giants <laughs> struggling. So that's right. going to do it for this week 15 DraftKings podcast. Head over to draftsharks.com to get more player recommendations. If you're a DS insider, you can check out Jared's cash game picks as well as top GPP options from Corey Bushland. You can also mess around with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections for more discussion of dfs and other formats you can also join the free draft sharks discord find the link to do that in the description for this podcast for jared small and the rest of the draft sharks crew i'm matt shaft saying thanks so much for swimming with us. <laughs>